Cast your mind back to the 1970s where being gay meant you could be jailed for up to 14 years or subject to a lobotomy aimed at curing your sexual orientation. And while we now consider Mardi Gras a glorious display of LGBTIQ plus pride, the first parade in 1978 was an act of defiance and the site of shocking police brutality. Robin Kennedy was part of the first Mardi Gras demonstration. She debuts a new play called Camp based on her memoir and it stars Tamara Nash and they're both in the studio. Robin and Tamara, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good Thank morning. Thank you very much. Robin, beginning with you, you've spent decades fighting for LGBTIQI plus rights. This has been your, your life's work. How do you look back on that first Mardi Gras protest as, as this world pride, uh, you know, celebration looms in Sydney? Well, the Mardi Gras parade wasn't the first time we had taken to the streets to fight for our rights. The Pride Movement in Australia actually began in 1970. But what distinguished the Mardi Gras Parade was, firstly, it was at night, which was unusual for us. We usually had our marches and demos during the day, but we decided to hold it at night. One of the reasons being that we wanted to make it a party, a street party, And we encouraged people to get dressed up. Not exactly the way people are dressed these days. It was more like Halloween-type costumes. So it was intended to be a fun event. Uh, But it didn't turn out that way. Uh, We were violently attacked by police on the night. Uh, Many people were badly injured. 53 people were arrested Uh, and many more people were arrested in subsequent months. So I have mixed feelings about that experience. It was uh, horrific, but it was also a moment where we came together. We fought back hard. We refused to accept being treated like we were the scum of the earth. We just said no. And it was and a pivotal I, moment yes, because of absolutely, that. absolutely pivotal moment. I think it changed the Pride movement. That night changed the movement because we felt a sense of unity and we saw we could fight back, that we didn't have to accept what was being dished out to us. So because of that, uh, we held the Mardi Gras parade the next year. And, of course, it just keeps going. (laughs) (laughs) We'll look at it now. Robin, your play weaves together the lives of three people from that time based on real people that you've encountered and and written about. Why did you choose these three stories to tell? Well, it was actually the playwright's decision. I haven't written a play. I I commissioned Elias Jamison Brown uh, to create the play But I did recommend some of the people in the book that I felt had very powerful stories to tell. So one of the characters is uh, based on a woman who was sent to a notorious psychiatric facility of the time by the name of Chelmsford. And she underwent appalling treatments 
uh, what they called deep sleep therapy, which was essentially putting people into a coma, uh, and also electroconvulsive therapy. But she came out of the other side of that a very strong person. So I felt that was a compelling story. There were other stories too of people that uh, women who had left unhappy marriages, who felt that they'd had no choice early in their life but to marry and have children, uh, but finally making the decision to be themselves and find real happiness, but then facing the consequence of losing custody of their children. Mm. So that's another story. Really, there were so many fantastic stories in the book, uh, but the the ones that are there, I think, reflect some of the most powerful stories. Tamara, what can you tell me about your character's story? My character is is Joe, and she is, as Robin just mentioned, one of the characters who experiences the loss of her children as a result of her sexuality. Um, and she fights through the play for the return of them and the change, the changes to the law that um, would facilitate that. And it's a story that is so fascinating to me because it's an aspect of being queer in the 70s that I didn't really consider as much as other issues. Yeah, I don't um, think it's a well-known aspect actually at all. No, not at all. And that's the, the thing about camp is that it, it's it's exploring these different branches of the, the struggle um, and the different facets of the struggle that, especially my generation, I don't think that we're, we're quite tapped into. Um, and it really exacerbates for me the importance of of pride and the the celebration that Mardi Gras has become as a result of these very complex struggles, legal, political and otherwise, that the 78ers and their peers and colleagues and comrades um, underwent and endured uh, for us to be able to be here today. Mm. Robin, on that point about the particular experience of um, lesbians during that time, Camp has a mostly all-female cast except for one character. Do we tend to see fewer stories about lesbians throughout history? We see no stories <laughs> about lesbians uh, throughout history. And this this was the main driver for me, the lack of stories of lesbians throughout history and particularly through this period uh, of the Pride movement in Australia. Uh, the stories that we read are invariably focused on the role of men. They're written by men, so it's a male perspective. The stories of women, uh, the experiences of women during those times were very different to those of men. For many men, the the main issue for them was criminalisation of homosexuality. That was what they were focused on, getting the law changed. And then really, they didn't have any problems. They were white, middle-class men. And the only barrier, <coughs> excuse me, the only barrier was the law. Mm. But for women, we were living in a very misogynistic, sexist time where the expectations were, well, as soon as you finish school, you can go and be a typist until you get married and then you leave your job and be a housewife and have babies. So we were up against 
fighting for rights of equality as women, as well as fighting to uh, be able to be open about our sexuality and live our lives uh, really on an equal basis as heterosexuals. Look, I wonder, Robin, as you reflect on how much things have changed, and boy, have they changed. Um, Obviously, Sydney's about to um, see the the World Pride Festival, uh, you know, coincides with, of course, Mardi Gras itself. But there have been huge changes, obviously, gay marriage being a pivotal moment. But beyond that, uh, there is really a, a different sense of equality among particularly younger generation people. In my own lived experience, uh, young people perceive these issues vastly different to older generations. Does that give you great hope? How do you reflect on that? I think it's fantastic that younger people are growing up in a completely different society to the one that I grew up in because this is what we fought for. We didn't just fight for ourselves. We always fought for future generations. And the fact that now young people uh, can come out fairly easily, not always, Uh, but fairly easily, comparatively speaking, can find their own identity. We We are not so constrained anymore by binary constructs. So they can explore their identity, they can explore their sexuality and feel that that's valid, that they're valid choices. So that's that's a completely different world to the one that I grew up in. And that does give me hope that I think our society will continue to to progress down that path of individual freedom. And when that happens, what changes for someone's life? When when you start from that that basis, what are the opportunities for individuals in this queer community? Well, I think the opportunities are really unlimited. Uh, I think the once you find your identity and your place in the world, I think that creates amazing opportunities to explore uh, any path you want. As I said earlier, when I was growing up, my options were very, very limited or they were presented to me as limited. So I had to find my path uh, within a construct, but I did find it, but it wasn't easy. Um, I think it's fantastic today that uh, young people do not face the same kind of obstacles. But there's also the issue for me, I might be going slightly off track here, but I think it's extremely important that young people understand our history because as we look around the world, we can see that many of the gains that we fought hard for, and I mean as a global community, have been easily lost. So we've seen quite right-wing pressures in Eastern Europe, for example. We've seen regressive interpretations of law uh, happening in the US. Now, it took years and years and years to achieve these gains and it concerns me that they are really under a great threat. So I would love young people to 
embrace our history so that to give them the strength and the focus to be vigilant around these freedoms. Such a wonderful conversation. Thanks to both of you for coming on the program. Thank you. Thank you. Robin Kennedy is an activist and author of uh, the memoir Camp, Australia's pioneer homosexual rights activists. Tamara Nash is an actress. And their play Camp premieres at Sydney World Pride today at the Seymour Centre and runs until the 4th of March. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.